and welcome to the Lucky Frog Gaming Podcast Independence Day. You are joined by your usual hosts, Sir Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. How are we doing, Ben? You're changing the intro again. What? I, Mixing well, it up. How have I changed the intro? I don't have the thing written in front of me. I just, I, this is off the cuff. You just this had is it improvised. Independence Day, like that, and then just carried on. Yeah, but, but this is an Independence Day episode. There, we've well, got Nigel weighing on the other yeah. line. He's disappointed in you as well. I hope you picked up on that. Look. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, hello, Nigel from uh, One Free Elephant. How, how are we doing today? Hello, it's good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Good, good. I, I imagine uh, of late you've been rather, uh, rather pleased indeed, actually. Uh, for those who haven't been following... Uh, One Free Elephant have uh, recently, well, more than successfully funded, absolutely obliterated the uh, <laughs> funding target for Microbrew, yeah. uh, their new yeah. game about uh, making craft beer. They, I, they broke the nose of their funding goal, stole its lunch money, gave it a wedgie, and yeah. sent it home. After flushing, it, after flushing its head down the toilet yeah. a few times as yeah. well. Painful memories. It's been a lot darker than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel physically hasn't done that. But yeah, yeah but, it's actually quite a, a positive thing. We're maybe not like this is a metaphor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a metaphor. But um, yes, I, I actually, uh, I actually put it to Ben that uh, in the spirit of microbrew, that I should get smashed off craft ale before. Uh, before coming on today's show, I haven't done that. Uh, that that idea was vetoed. Maybe we could do that just a Twitch stream. Josh gets smashed. Just just you, just <laughs> the, you alone the, in your flat. The, what pished stream? Yeah, <laughs> like, just you alone in your flat, surrounded by empty cans. We're going <laughs> to repeat. It, it, this, <laughs> this will go. This can go to a very dark place very quickly. So. <laughs> Um, so, uh, a lot to talk about then, about uh, your successful campaign, but perhaps uh, the best starting places. What, what was the inspiration of uh, behind the design of Microbrew? Um, <laughs> the design came from us wanting to do a small game. Yeah, we wanted mm-hmm. to do we wanted to do a big game in a small space, um, and we like cheesy puns yeah so it's yeah, like who, who doesn't yeah exactly and it's like uh what's the gag gonna be and it's like well small things micro mm-hmm. small micro micro brew micro brew it's gonna be yeah. a beer game that's a good pun and, are, are you just are you just gonna like berate me for the entire episode have you never been on no uh, that's true yeah. actually i don't know why i'm not used to this by now yeah. um <laughs> So yes, uh, so so you specifically though was there not a comp a design competition that was running yeah. that you were uh, you involved in? Yeah, because we were interested because we were interested in doing a small game. It was like a a, a reaction thing we had to uh, <laughs> um, some advice that we've been giving about the size of our games and like uh, maybe our, they were told the box should be bigger and we're like. Nah. And well, yeah, we're contrary buggers, so we're like, okay, yeah, good advice, thank you. <laughs> it's be a small game now, it's gonna be tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and Sarah spotted that on uh, Board Game Geek there was a competition running almost the same time, and it was for like, uh, do a game and fit it in a mint tin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like, okay, that's pretty small, we can do that, so let's make the tiniest game, but make it like a proper game. 
Because um, a, a lot of the games that have been done up to now that do mint tin games, they tend to be just like 10, 15 minute things. Yeah, some of them yeah. are really good. We're a really big fan of uh, like uh, mint work. Mint works is like mm-hmm. basically lives in my bag. But uh, yeah, they're like 10, 15 minutes. We want to get something meaty. Yeah, something that you would feel like a, a proper game. So that's, that's kind of where it came from. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, mean, and you know, Nigel's not exaggerating. We're talking like standard issue mint tin yeah, size, like so the, it is uh, it is tiny. The the Altoids, yeah, uh, or Fisherman's Friends, <laughs> yeah. Pants, and uh, but uh, you're 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 quite right in that. I, I like I feel the game. It feels like a proper a proper big box worker placement game. Yeah, uh, with with a. A big puzzle element to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, some people the the feedback we've got is some people is yeah, yeah, I want a big version of this. And we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not the point. <laughs> would you, would, if you were to do that, what would you call? Like, would it be macro brew? Yeah, see, I was I was totally heart set against it for the whole thing, and uh, and then somebody says, suggested you should call it macro brew, and I thought, oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah. Ridiculous. No, but like have oversized cards as well. Oh like, yeah, it could just be like, okay, you want a big game? I will give you a big game. I'll give you a game you could club <laughs> someone to death with. Yes. Yeah. That, Wouldn't count as the size of your fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, so uh, obviously you've took the game to Kickstarter. The campaign is now finished. Yeah. And I don't know the exact figure off the top of my head, but we're talking in excess of, what was it, 100,000? Yeah, it was 119,600 and something. What was your original funding goal? 8,000. <laughs> 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 just, just to put that yeah. in perspective for everyone. You know? Yeah, um, it, yeah a, f- a phenomenal achievement. What do you attribute that to? Um, yeah, see, kind of like in retrospect, we should have realised it was quite good. But it's like <laughs> that was a quite good idea, yeah. But it's like we've done, we did, we did a family game for our first game, and then we did like a, a, a Lovecraftian game, yeah. So the Lovecraftian games kind of got a built-in audience, and that helped us a bit. And then we we're doing a game about beer, and we thought, oh god, do people like beer? I mean, are people going to want a game about beer? Uh, but you know, in retrospect, <laughs> out, like, yes. you know what, people like beer. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, people really like beer. Yeah, and uh, there's been a few beer, brew, beer brewing games before, uh, but they always con- seem to concentrate on, you know, like the logistical stuff, like the management stuff of making beer. And we were like shipping and yeah, 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 yeah. Shit and like, that. like, what do you mean boring shit? I love I, I love micromanaging. Yeah, I mean it, these sort of games are fun, but it didn't seem to me that the the attraction for like people that homebrew and people that they're into craft beers would be about the taste surely so that's why Mm -hmm. we've got the the little puzzle thing it's like the puzzle is about making the right taste and that's like the core of the game so i think that's kind of uh caught people's imaginations um as well um because i i I don't drink um but a a couple of my my friends have talked before about um visiting distilleries and things like that Mm. And they've said, and they've gone to me. Ah, you'll not like it. Like, no, I, I would be really interested in seeing the process, like seeing the the stills and the tanks and all that. And it, it's like you're saying, Nigel, that you know you, you you've said there about the flavor, but even like the whole process yeah. of creating that. Like one of the my my favorite features of the game is that you actually have your uh, your yeah. copper tank. <laughs> yeah, there. 
I don't, no, but that is my favorite element of the game. The puzzle bit of, okay, like trying to make the perfect brew, but I'm kind of running low on money. So maybe I just knock one out that that'll do and just make yeah. a super lager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, uh, what, I mean, I, I'm curious, uh, what, what, what did you do in terms of research? Well, right. It, was, <laughs> it started off kind of generic. Yeah. Because we were doing it for this competition, and uh, you don't have much time to do these things for the competition. Um, so it was kind of generic when we first put it up. Put it up, um, uh, and the core gameplay elements were the mechanics were in place, but like a lot of the theme was very lightly done. And we got like a message through from one of the um, one of the people that was following the competition because it's one of these like open development things where you put up a prototype and then see if anyone gives you some feedback on it and then okay, adjust based on that yeah yeah so there's like members of the public and playtesters and that sort of thing all just kind of pitching in mm-hmm. um and one of them sent this this like two-page message on uh board game geek saying hello i do uh homebrewing and this is what you need to to do (laughs) and it basically it was broken down as this is what your beers need to be called this is what your elements need to be called you need to change that that and that to make it more authentic um and it it was it was great it was like he did all the research for us um i i do home brewing from my mother's basement (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like oh yeah we're just gonna plug that straight in there job done Oh, fantastic! What a what a what a kind gentleman actually saving you what what would ordinarily yeah. be a massive yeah. task. I'll just use that because there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of people as well that are, are into it and they like the idea that their hobby is being modelled in this thing. So it, it gets people. Well, look, I'm I, I'm into that, yeah, and so they they kind of engage in it in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been kind of interesting actually because some of the stuff we've put in turns out to be regional. So we've had. Um, like a bone of contention has been the 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 copper the kettle yeah. that we've got yeah because uh-huh. we've been told point blank if we want to be authentic we have to call it a kettle yeah yes you can't call it a copper that's not that's not authentic and we've been told point blank categorically that you have to call it a copper if you call it a kettle then you're not being authentic yeah and, and you're, <laughs> you're you're just going to get feedback like the fact that it was called a copper and not a kettle spoiled my enjoyment of the game yeah one yeah. star. Yeah. <laughs> people people aren't being mean about it. It tends to be folk that are quite engaged in it and they just yeah. want it to be that extra bit of authentic. Yeah. yeah they want it to but be perfect. It's like, but but we we've literally been told the opposite by the last person we talked to. <laughs> like, okay. So what we're decided we'll we'll just go with our region, yeah. So like yeah. the Scottish breweries that they are the ones we talked to, we that they they call it like the, the the copper, so we're sticking with copper, and uh, well, they just have to cope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. people I'm, will deal with it. I'm sure they'll live. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you you met. We were talking just a little bit earlier about um, the the success of the the campaign, but obviously, you know, for for me, people that don't know there, although you have the Kickstarter campaign proper, you you almost have this this campaign in the run up to it, and you, yeah. you did a lot of groundwork for that. Like I remember one of the the promos that you did. Um, going back to your earlier comment about the the size of boxes, as you took the uh, yeah. the Arkham Horror yeah. card game box, <laughs> and it's like how many copies of Microbrew fit into a box of Arkham Horror? What is the answer actually? It was twelve, and Nine. the important thing was while Arkham Horror is still in the box. <laughs> oh yeah. wow! No, that, that, but that, but this is a whole thing. Like Nigel's saying, is that um, and Fantasy Flight are 
probably one of the most guilty of it is mm. making your box a lot bigger than it needs to be because it takes up more space on the shelf. Yep. Yeah. It gets more nerve I mean, to. Fantasy Flight, because it's a collectible card game sort of thing, they kind of get away with it for that one at least. Yeah. But those, mm-hmm. I mean, there are, it is a it is a thing. Yeah. It's uh, our worst one that we own. Um, I wanted to do, but I couldn't anymore. Um, was uh, Machikoro. Um, uh, I wanted to do that one, but I can't because I threw out the box because the entire bloody game and two expansions fit in the expansion box, and the, s- the expansion box is still only half full. Yes, it's, it's so wasteful, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. especially in this climate, where you know, not to get a bit preachy, but you know, where where we are so conscious of the amount of rubbish. Mm-hmm. that we're generating you know what it reminds me of yeah remember easter eggs easter eggs used to come in massive boxes with the, it was mostly just packing material yeah. and then and then like a cream egg at the bottom of it sort of thing yeah and they stopped doing that because there was like eventually a backlash that says that's just packaging you're selling yeah. you're just wasting money <laughs> and the environment and it's it feels a lot like board games sometimes do that so do you do you have a moral objection to um, boxes like that, like we've talked about um, with Machikoro, where they're just making space to fill up a space on a shelf and catch the eye. <sighs> it's not really a moral objection, more a vague grumpiness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought as much, but you know. I'm too old and I'm too jaded to have a moral objection about pretty much anything anymore. <laughs> this thing annoys me. Yeah. Even the number of things that are wrong in the world, the size of board game boxes feels like, <laughs> seems like a low-hanging fruit. Quite, probably quite low on the the list of yeah. things to fix in the world. Yeah, I, there's things I'm going to fight. It's not going to be... I mean, we we basically just... We do things because... To be contrary, yeah? I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. we, are, we are an indie board game development studio, and we kind of think, look, you could follow the general pattern, same as everybody else, but, I mean, if you're going to be indie, be mm-hmm. indie. Find something that makes you different mm-hmm. that nobody else is doing, and just bloody do that. Um, yeah. Or at least that's our idea, is just do what you want to do and i want to make things that are small and fit and uh, the idea was we hoped we'd find like a market for that that that, that isn't being served yeah because there's basically well there's us and there's uh tim fowers is doing really great tightly packed boxes and a couple of other people um but mostly it's empty space yeah and you kind of you can see the point i mean it's clearly good business sense because people um do shift but i mean we've done it ourselves we were gonna buy burgle bros uh, like uh it was like essen two years ago um mm-hmm. and oh. we picked up the box and we looked at it and thought that's 35 pounds and the reason why it felt dense but it's like it's not a very big space so we nearly didn't buy it yeah, yeah? um because you do get kind of indoctrinated to the idea that bigger is better yeah even though there's not necessarily anything but air in the box so you know maybe we'll change it slightly yeah. maybe, maybe maybe we've made a point or you know maybe we've just made a silly game about beer that's in mar <laughs> yeah i think either which way it's uh, it's a good thing so yeah i i think as as much as um but but this is part of what being an independent's about right mm-hmm. is that um the the bigger companies are so risk averse that they just do what all the other big companies do, but when you're independent, it's a chance to 
to go against. I want film. whoever's editing this episode to just have like Star Spangled Banner fade in as you're <laughs> talking about independence there. Yeah. I'm I'm taking that as like a backhanded compliment that that you were sort of inspired by what I said there. Um either either Star Spangled uh, Banner or uh, Flower of Scotland, I guess. Like that the, might be more appropriate. Brave, oh, it's not yeah, 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 Scotland. Heart, there we go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to go back to the the earlier um question about the the campaign before the campaign, as it were, what, what sort of uh groundwork um provocative videos aside did you have to do for microbrew um for microbrew it was uh we did design diaries and we kind of published them as much as Mm -hmm. we could and um you just try and participate yeah um in various communities so people get to know you sarah's really good at that sort of thing she really enjoys like community engagement and getting involved with uh all the like mm-hmm. Facebook groups and that sort of thing. I'm a grumpy old man, so I don't like humans really much. But yeah, um, but generally speaking, yeah. Uh, and you just try and participate and go along to your local development groups and do some playtesting of their games and try and help them out and that sort of stuff. Because um, ultimately, you want to kind of get word out about your game, but you're also kind of, you want people to know yeah. why you're doing it because you are doing something that's a bit weird. Um and yeah it's just a matter of doing this sort of thing without coming off like a you want to give some information as well yeah you can advertise your game all you want but um unless you give some so our our design diaries are going to like kind of detailed mechanical discussions on why i did this and what games inspired me and that sort of thing and the vague hope that it's useful to someone that's designing their own game yeah um we did like um after Mm -hmm. i did all the art files i did like this document that described how to do card art for games and how to lay it out and give examples from the game and stuff like that and and just you just put it on the forums to say look this might be of use to someone if it is maybe come check out our game we'd love it yeah. if you had a look sort of thing yeah because it's not like we're not like selling clothes or cars yeah. or, or anything like that. this is ultimately like a niche community hobby thing so it's about kind of participating and engaging with the community and then i think you respond to that maybe and it's a nice way of giving something a little back as well like by help helping aspiring designers as well and writing about the process yeah probably saves you a lot of time of answering pointless questions about why you did this and why you did that because you can just go check out my blog (laughs) right here yeah don't mind uh, getting questions that sort of thing because people yeah because ultimately like it's like it wasn't it was like two years ago we were doing the exact same thing and it is kind of you could potentially lose a lot of money um, yeah. by doing things wrong. Um, and there, ultimately, as soon as you get a campaign out there, there are, like, <laughs> there are ultimately, like, sharks that start to circle around you and start to say, hey, I'll do this for you, and all I need mm-hmm. is, like, 3% of your uh, take and that sort of stuff. Uh, and it's, And you need to be careful, yeah? So that's something... Yeah. We had great advice when we started, so it seems only fair that we are willing to step up and if anyone needs help, help Because them. there are some horrible people out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, it's uh, sadly sadly true. Even, uh, but... Um, Dumb uh, question time, Nigel. Crack on. Did you expect the game to make as much money as it did? No. I mean, going... <laughs> right, uh, 
I mean, he set the goal at eight thousand. So, <laughs> like, honest, eight thousand. Yeah, eight thousand. What was what we needed to actually yeah. do a print run? Yeah. So we always set the goal as right. That's the bare minimum. If we get eight thousand, then we can do a print run, and folk mm-hmm. will get their games. Yeah. Um, we'd hoped because if you're doing okay, yeah, as long as you do right by your 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 audience and um, you get your game out and people like it or yeah. some people like it and that sort of thing you build an audience it seems to be that if you're doing okay then mm-hmm. you'll double yeah so our first game did about eight grand on its kickstarter our second game did about 30 so we were hoping to hit maybe 50 60 mm-hmm. grand on microbrew but again we were worried about that because um the individual pledge was much lower because it's yeah. 15 quid um for the game but so that means we would basically need double the number of uh, backers than we would have needed if we were doing like a full-size game. So we were hoping for about 50, 60K, uh, but we were a bit worried about it because it's like, oh, uh, we weren't sure if it was going to happen. Yeah, so this is like <laughs> double what we were hoping for. So yeah. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, it, you, you mentioned there £15 for the for the base pledge. I mean, one of the, one of the yes. things that I thought was... Another another positive about the game, that is insane value for money, given uh, you know, yeah. given how how much there is in the game itself. Like yeah. just uh, yeah, you know, th- this does feel like a proper big box game that uh, that you know mm-hmm. you'd probably expect to pay forty fifty pounds for, but in the site in the, in a mint tin yeah. instead. See, that's the thing as well. I mean. Um... Because we're indie, we can get away with doing stuff like this. Because um, <laughs> like cards on the table, sort of thing. Now, um, the the game itself costs almost as much to manufacture as Carcosa costs to mm-hmm. manufacture. Um, our last game, uh, not quite, but almost. And it's like, but because it comes in a mint tin, you can't charge thirty quid for it. Nobody's yeah. nobody's going to give you that. So you have to charge what the market will bear. So it's like when we first launched as well, um, we didn't have a retailer mm-hmm. pledge when we when we launched because we physically couldn't yeah. afford it. Yeah, we would actually because um, retailers pay, pay below the um, yes. RRP. Obviously, they want to make want profit the, on it. Yeah, the, the profit margin. Yeah, exactly. They have to. Um, but we couldn't afford to do that. We would have to have been actually paying them to take our games. Um, and it was only once we hit the, uh, we could do a print run of over 2,000 yeah. copies because you get economies of scale at breakpoints. Yeah. So it's like, I was going to say, when the economies of scale yeah, start to kick exactly. in. Yeah. So then we could afford to have a retailer pledge as well. So mm-hmm. we got a bit of a bump from that as well because, um, yeah, because we've got a good number of, uh, I was, a little more over more than 40 maybe uh retailers signed up oh that's great yeah it's, it's much and, uh, more than we it, had it, with the last one as well uh, i'm not surprised because you know it, just by the the and, and we were talking you know uh, you know a lot of a lot of the, the major companies they would encourage you to put a game like this in a big box so it takes yeah. up more shelf space but actually see by virtue of the size of it being a mint tin this won't this probably in a shop wouldn't go with the big boxes this will probably go next to like all the trading card game packs yeah. and retailer. You're not freaking out about, you know, oh, I've got these two two hundred pound games taking up all this <laughs> shelf space. I really need to shift them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean think... that that's that's a real worry for retailers. Oh yeah, now, yeah, right? exactly. that's dead money. 
Yeah. So, but this, this basically, they could, they could. I'm assuming it was like half a dozen, a dozen per retailer. Stick them on the, stick them on the counter, yeah. and you know what? People will be buying their big box game, and they might see that thing. Oh, I quite like craft beer. Let's give that a go. Yeah. yeah, we're hoping that they'll shift as well for like the the Christmas market because I mean it's stocking filler sized as well. You know, someone that likes board games yeah. that will fit in their stocking. Yeah, it's it's a little yeah. gift. It's it's compact, nice present basically. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great. So so um, what happens next then with uh, microbrew? Uh, um, are you hoping to get uh, this into the hands of backers before Christmas? Are you oh, going to be able no, to turn no, it around? No, that definitely quickly? not. I hope. Um, that, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, but... um, the folk that are getting um, the special edition, you know, the one we're hand making, they'll get it first. But even that, um, there's, there's, there's a couple of months of. You know shipping and whatnot and stuff that we still need to do yeah so backers yeah. um like uh normal backers yeah the, the the bulk of our backers will be getting it sort of march time okay um yeah um yeah i mean the early edition ones um we hope we'll get to them for christmas uh we're certainly going to ship to it to what we're certainly going to get it in shipping in time for christmas yeah. but it depends on how long that shipping actually takes Oh, uh, depending course, on where yeah, they are as well yeah because we've got backers from mm-hmm. literally everywhere in the world um yeah so some of them will take a while to ship out there no i, I, I can imagine it's a it's a good problem to have yes, yeah. a good problem to have one, and... one, of, one of the things i liked about the the campaign is that there was a, a pledge level called special brew <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did wonder how many little, people would actually get that to local culture <laughs> yeah. i i actually do have a brief anecdote that i can share okay. to, to illustrate that and it was um, a couple of years ago. I was in Fort Augustus, mm-hmm. which is um, it's a town in the Highland, Highlands, which is um, it follows the Caledonian Canal. Okay, so it's a popular tourist spot. Right? Yeah, so that you get a lot of uh, like tourists from Japan and Korea and places mm-hmm. like that. And uh, there, there was a man there with his family, and he was quite clearly a tourist. He had the camera around his neck and all that, and mm-hmm. you know they were speaking another language. Yeah, it's usually you know the, the, the safe assumption yeah. to make. And uh, in his hand, he had a can of Tenant Super Lager. <laughs> <laughs> so what what I what I like to think so... is that he's gone into an off sales and has asked what the what the local beverage of choice is. Yeah, and they've just got. <laughs> Fill your boots, son. Get your laughing gear around that. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might have just been a thought. You know what? I'm going to Scotland. I'm going to have a brew. Yeah, like, maybe yeah, he had well, it planned. Like, when yeah. I get to Scotland, I'm going to have a super lager. So we, we, went to, we went to Japan a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I I tried all the different sorts of pot, pot noodles that you could get. Not like oh, the, wow. the official pot noodles. The, the, yeah. the noodles in a pot sort of thing. Yeah, yeah? Uh, I had a great time. It's, it's fun. I mean, it, you go into their supermarkets, and they're like, 56 the equivalent of 50 60 pence something like yeah. that yeah so they're actually cheaper than they are here and they've got some wild and wacky things and it was just fantastic trying all these there was one like <laughs> i got one that i had a picture on the top of it um and it was like there was like the noodles and then there was like a piece of bread and little flower, little colorful flowers over the top of it and i was like oh i wonder what that means because obviously it's all in japanese you have no idea um I wonder what's inside. 
and then and I opened up, and it was literally a piece of bread with a little colourful flowers on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I like, mean, it's you, you, you can't complain. It's, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so while we're laughing at this guy in Fort Augustus, all the Japanese people are probably laughing at you with your bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the other the other thought I had was what what if tenant super lager is like really trendy in Tokyo? Yeah, it's moment? like a hipstery thing. Okay, because isn't like Buckfast? Buckfast yeah. is like a quite a posh drink somewhere, isn't it? Well, where it's, it's, it's actually where Buck, it's Buckfast actually made Abbey. in Buckfast Abbey. Yeah, no one in England drinks Buckfast. Yeah. Uh, it should be should be pointed out. If you go south of uh, south of the bo- the border, you'll struggle to find it. Yeah, on sale. So um, Buckfast tonic wine to use its full name. Yes, ten super lager things like that. For anyone who does not know, they are the preserve of the alcoholic slash miscreant. <laughs> or both. Or both, yeah. yeah. There's a sort of Venn diagram yeah. there. There's a, that, that, that Venn diagram, there's a significant crossover. Yeah. <laughs> but And that and that's obviously the, the joke that you had there, Nigel, with the, the special brew clinch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, just, just before we start to wrap things up, Nigel... If people have uh, missed the boat on the Kickstarter, are you are you doing a pledge manager so that people we can? Are, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a pledge manager running right now. Um, mm-hmm. So if folk want to get involved, then um, in fact, if you just like Google microbrew Kickstarter, yeah, that'll, that'll go to the main Kickstarter page, and there's a big blue button on the corner there that says <laughs> pre-order now, that will take you straight onto the there we go. Um, pledge manager thing. So go and go and smash that bus- button, uh, folks. Uh, he's, he's, like, Nigel's really sort of setting that grumpy old man tone. <laughs> Just Google it. All right. <laughs> we'll have the link. We'll have the link in the show notes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I think on that note, then uh, yeah. I think that's all we've, we've got covered. Time microbrew, for. special brew, bread noodles. Bread I suppose noodles. actually, mm. just one last thing. So so. Once uh, obviously your 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 world will now be full of microbrew and fulfilling that pledge, but can you shed any light on what's next for one free elephant? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> but I'll tell what? you why. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because um, obviously this is our third game now, and at the end of our first game, we had a plan for what we were going to do next, mm-hmm. and then while researching that. We got the inspiration for Carcosa, and then we did that mm-hmm. instead. So it's like we didn't do that plan at all. And then okay. towards the end of Carcosa, we were thinking, all right, okay, we 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 pretty much know what we're going to do next, and we didn't do that either. Yeah. So this time we've decided, basically, <laughs> you know what? There's no point in making a plan because we'll do something completely different. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, absolutely so fair. Trying enough. to optimize it. <laughs> yeah. No. No plan. Quite often is the best plan. I think we should try and edit that so that it it works out that you asked Nigel about the next game and he just goes piss off, Josh. <laughs> just Google it, <laughs> Nigel. Nah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, and on that note, folks, uh, thank you very much for listening, Nigel. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And uh, until next time, take care. Bye bye. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Hi everyone, it's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support for the Unlucky Frog 
through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.